welcome to your Life Now show. This is Coach Ria, your host, and I'm always so delighted, so delighted to be here with you live on the air. It is Thursday afternoon in um, on the East Coast, 2 o'clock. And uh, just to give you a background, I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It is a professional life coaching service. I am certified as a professional life coach. And in my practice, I work with my clients on a personal and a professional level, help them achieve their goals in their life. And there are so many different areas of impact involved when I when I do coach my clients. And some of these areas, as followed but not limited, to a personal and professional growth, personal relationships, money, finances, career, self-esteem, health and fitness, and, of course, overall, the quality of life. We also talk about spirituality, something that I really enjoy talking about as well. On this show, I always have guests, uh, or sometimes I do solo coaching on the air, just to, you know, we, we bring on, I bring on guests so we can try to cover some of these areas of impact, and I have a great guest today on the show, but before I do bring my guests on the air, I just wanted to put my intention, as you always know, I always set my intention from the beginning of the show, my intention of doing this show, Your Life Now, is really just to inspire you, to inspire you to take a look at your life so you can make some positive changes in some of the areas that is not working for you. You know, we do so many things in our life, and sometimes we just go on autopilot and we don't recognize the things that are really kind of toxic in our life. We really need to eliminate them. So my, my intention is really just to inspire you to make some positive changes. It is your right to make the right choice for you. So all I ask of you is to have an open mind and an open heart and take whatever you can from the show to benefit your life. This show is intended to be a thought-provoking and not to replace a professional um, service. I am a professional life coach. Most, Of course, all my guests are professional. You can try to reach them on their, um, on their website that I will provide on the show if you'd like to know more about them. And, of course, if you'd like to know more about my work, you can reach me at www dot coachingbyria.com send me an email at info at coachingbyria dot com and I love to hear from you. Connect with me on Facebook and also on Twitter and I'm always everywhere. So I love to hear from you. So my friend with all um uh stop talking about me so now let's talk about my guest. My guest today, my friend Bruce Starr, aka known as the Love Coach. Um, just to give you a little background on, on uh, Bruce, he is a public speaker. In the middle of the 80s, he, has, um, um, he left the entertainment industry and realized, realizing professional, uh, professionally speaking was his next career. It was his passion to publicly speak. So he went to pursue that passion. He became a member of New York City chapter of the National Speaker Speakers Association, and soon after, a member of the National Speaker Association, in, uh, also known as NSA. NSA, excuse my language. Um, in the early 90s, he moved to South Florida and began his career in radio and television. First, 
as an, he was invited as a guest, and then later on as a radio host and producer of his own show called Love Works with Bruce Starr on WNN, the highly respected Winners News Network. He also produced and hosted the television show with the same name on South, um, South Florida Cable. And uh, he, uh, he basically, at that time, he was introduced to America Online, and when he, just, uh, um, when he had just 300,000 members to share what he was learning about relationships, wow, what an impressive thing. So we have to learn a lot of things today, so I hope you guys are ready to learn. He opened a room called Relationship Coaching and became the first and original uh, AOL love coach. He eventually communicated and had 6,000 detailed, intimate discussions with people confused about love and the relationships. We're not going to go in so much depth in the show. We said uh, we're going to try to keep it clean, so <laughs> with all that being said, um, he also took the information he learned from those conversations and wrote several books, and one of his books that is out there, and I recommend you check it out on Amazon, it's Body Traders, Transforming Back from a Player to a Lover. This book will eventually help a generation of people caught up in a game-playing relationship, that's as uh, Bruce says, and uh, to see um, the, the, the type of relationship, what, what works and what doesn't work, and, uh, um, in, you know, he goes in detail in his book about that. He traveled around North America in the 90s, presenting informative, entertaining, and fun evening and weekend workshop from 2003 to 2011. And he's been running um, a weekly love, love uh, uh, workshop online, I believe. We'll talk to him about that. But you know what, Bruce? I could be talking talking so much about you. And uh, I am <laughs> – but I don't want to take the whole show just just to, to talk. We want to – you know, this show is about giving information. This show is about inspiring people to make some positive changes in their life. I'm so glad you're here because it's time for fun. You know, we take life so seriously, and I'm ready to have some fun with you and learn from you, and hopefully somebody out there learns something, you know, and, and take something from it. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Ray, it's great to be on your show. I uh, look forward to being on your show for quite a while now, and thank you for inviting me, and let's have some fun. Hey, you know, I like I said, I'm 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 so delighted. You know, you you contact me, and 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 here you are. So it's 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 a it's a great thing. So, my friend, where do we start? Let's uh, um wow relationships. So you were single. That was we're not gonna say when, so we're not giving people the age. So and and then you got interested. You know, obviously you like public speaking. So and you were doing this professionally, and then you shifted. You shift it to something more intimate, so something more makes people wonder, you know, how to, yeah, I mean, let's, let's face it. I mean, I, I had a coaching session today, and we were talking about, you know, really all we need is love, right? So we all looking for love, but unfortunately, some of us looking for love in the wrong places, or we're not starting with the love of ourselves first. So I'm not going to take it too seriously. You know, like I said, we're going to have fun and share with me what got you first interested in in this whole relationships and love coaching. And well, I was single most of my adult life, and I always wondered what other people knew that I didn't know. 
that mm-hmm. made them appear to be happy in relationships. And I was willing, I'm a student of life, I was willing to study any philosophy on life that would help me understand myself, help me understand the universe, and help me understand others. And I, I've been on a 35-year study several on several different philosophies on life to help me first. And then once I can help myself, but I need to be wanting to change and ready to change, once I can help myself, I can then relay or extend what I know out to other people. And it's the same way about love, right? You can't wait for someone to come into your life to make you feel love and to help you celebrate. You've got It's got to be an inner thing first. It's got to be something that you feel love for yourself first, and then you can extend it out to other people. And this is basically what I've learned in a nutshell and are pleased to be able to share whatever information I have with your listeners. By the way, you did talk about the book Body Traders. I'd like to say right up front that the first 10 people, the first 10 listeners of your show that send me an email at lovecoach, L-U-V, not L-O-V-E, L-U-V. Or call the show. Or call the show. We need somebody to call the show, too. Well, of course. You know, call in. <laughs> but if you're too shy to call, and I know we'll get some callers. I know we, we have will. a chat room open as well. So. Oh, good. But if the first ten people that email me at lovecoach, L-U-V-C-O-A-C-H, at AOL.com, and they mention they heard us on your show, I'm going to give them a free Body Traders book that will change their lives and their relationships. Good. All right. That sounds really good, and I appreciate your offer. That is incredible. So for those of you who like to call in this show, so we'll put it out there, and uh, hopefully you call in. I see some people on the switchboard, but if you do want to talk to either myself or, or Bruce, you need to hit one, I believe, um, to speak to either, so that will raise your hand. Um, so I can see you that you have a question or you want to say something. The number to call in is 626-213-5773. If you are um, a Skype caller on that show page, you will see a Skype icon next to the phone number. You can use Skype from there to call in as well. And I also have the chat room open for you to uh, um, to put your comments or any questions. Um, there, if you don't, if you are shy to call in, and of course, you know, um, Bruce had give his email address for people who are um, um, listening to the show, and uh, and he's kind and to offer his um, his book uh, for the first ten people who send him an email at lovecoach at aol dot com. All right, so Bruce, let's get back to the uh, um, okay. So you were, you know, practically single. The uh, uh, for a long time, and uh, like you said, and I always mention it, it really starts within before it starts out. So before you go out searching for love and searching for that perfect relationship, you need to take a look at yourself first and see what is it that you can, you know, work on or improve on to love yourself, to to better yourself in every area. Um, but relationships are complicated. You know, I am been in a in a in a, a monogamous relationship, or I can say, you know, a, a marriage relationship for for quite a while, and uh, you know, it it there is no, no such a thing as perfect. You always have to work at that relationship. So even if you have a relationship, don't guarantee that relationship for a lifetime, right? <laughs> oh, I, I, absolutely, and it's not to look at it as a relationship for a lifetime because that scares the heck out of too many people, right? They get all nervous, and the first thing they want to do is run. What I suggest 
is an old 12-step saying which really works. Just take your relationship one day at a time. If it gets bad, if it gets good, you're having a great time. But if things start getting a little rough, and they do for everyone, it's not about having meeting someone and, and living life uh, forever after going through the rainbows. That's just for TV and movies. Really what relationships are about is to find someone that you could be attracted to who has the same kind of kindness and feelings that you do about life. And for you to want to be with each other, to be best friends, to help each other, to support each other, to be kind to each other, this life, especially in the last five years or so, has been very hard on a lot of people. And if they focus too much on money, like we did for the last 10 or 15 years, when the money goes away, the only thing that could be left in a good marriage is love and kindness. And that's what my message is. Body traders is simply this. The book is so important. The information that I got from the 6,000 people that I spoke to on America Online is this, that people went are too afraid of love, and they had their hearts broken. And when you had so your why, heart broken... Why? What, what did you get out of it? That's what I'm trying to get you know, from you. Through those conversations that you had, the 600... How many uh, conversations? 6,000. 6,000, yeah. So what what was one of the main things that you really, you know, found it was in common with most of these... Um, uh, in most of these conversations, what are what's, what are some of the, the the do not do things? Because that's what we're trying to it do was, here, trying to give some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was enough to write a book about it. Basically, what happens is that if you get your heart broken when you're younger, to be 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, we are all open to love without any kind of reservations. We don't have any baggage, and when we fall in love, if that happens to break up. It's not a good feeling at all. We don't feel good. And some people, especially men, Rhea, especially men, they may never recover if the love of their life, their first love, breaks their heart. And so what do we do if we want to remain social animals is we find substitutes. Some people hook up what they call now hooking up sexually and just have sex with someone willing to just have sort of empty sexual relationships. attachment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the other thing that is really the subject matter of my book, and the reason the name I came up with was body trading, and basically it's this. When you start approaching relationships from your head, thinking about it, uh, wanting to trade what you have for what the other person has. If the other person has enough of what you want, you just might trade what you have. And it goes both ways. A man stereotypically will try to make as much money as he can to impress the ladies who are so impressed with money, power, and jobs. And the women, the women try to hold out to find the guy who has the most to offer for their sexuality and for their appearance. And what you have here is horse trading, or what I call body trading. The problem is, there's nothing about love in what I just said to you. It's an intellectual approach to relationships. It's so prevalent now, it's the norm. The problem is it doesn't work, and it'll never work because it'll always leave us alone, fearful, and wondering what's going to happen next. That's, that's uh, you know, but 
but see, the thing is about, you know, I mean, I, I totally understand what you're saying with, with you know, what you have complements, you know, but I don't think we complete each other. I don't think we all are our own individual. And I think from my own personal opinion, nothing to be taken literally, um, I think we really need to accept, the, the, I mean, to be in a relationship, you need to accept that person as the way they are or if you're not compatible, you don't think that you are compatible and you can find some, you know, uh, way to be with that person, I think you need to walk away. And I know from a person, you know, I, I was in, 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 in the mentality where I think I wanted my partner to be just like me. Well, that ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. We all are individual and we all come with the way we are or the way we, we, we think, the way, you know, our thoughts and what attract us. You know, I mean, and and I think maybe, I don't know, You please correct me because obviously you have a lot of experience talking to a lot of people about this uh, and this is not, you know, I, I'm speaking from a personal, you know, and some of the, the clients that I talk to when it comes to the relationship. The thing is, you know, most people want to take control. They want to take control of the relationship or they think they in control of that relationship, and they impose themselves on the other party. They either uh, um, uh, basically hawk them, and 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 the other person scared for their for for their life. Basically, they can make a decision for themselves because they don't have their own personality that had developed, or they don't want to be alone, so they settle for whatever. Or they out there desperate. They look in, in, in the wrong places if they are single. You know, I mean, there's a lot of single people out there, and I have friends who are single, and they don't know what to do with themselves. And they say, I can't find the right person. Well, okay, have you looked where are you searching for that person, or do you have what, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, your conversation, I'm sure, had uh, with some of these people had – you discuss these things. I mean, what, what's what's the take on people trying to control the other person? Well, you know, that's that's not a very loving thing. And it comes from a lot of uh, insecurity, and it comes from feeling out of control. If you have to control others to feel good about yourself, you're feeling out of control. And I think people need to realize that when they meet up with a control freak, when they meet up with a very jealous person, they may take that as, oh, boy, they must think I'm really something very special. Look how jealous they are. Look how they're trying to control me. Well, they better recognize that for what it is, and it's an unhealthy way to approach relationships. And controlling, again, there's nothing loving about being in a controlled relationship where someone needs to control you. That means they don't want you to be who you want to be, how you want to be it. They don't want you to say what you want to say when you want to say it. They don't want you to go where you want to go when you want to go there. What kind of relationship is that? The problem is, out of insecurity of our own, we may accept that instead of being alone and lonely. And that, now I'm going to get back to what you were saying about people finding other people. Where are they looking for these people? Are they going to bars? Are they going to clubs? That's where you'll find a whole array of people with problems, people wanting to get into ego-based relationships rather than love-based <laughs> relationships. You have to find out. You know, if I said to you, Ray, what do you really like 
to do in life. Let's say you liked, you know, for some crazy, you, know, you like boating or yachting. I like to dance. You something. can ask me. I saw you. I like to dance. I like to go out, and I used to go out, but I never ever dated anybody from a bar. Well, I mean, you know, there's dance clubs. There's but there's nothing wrong with it. Things. I'm not saying there's no, anything no. wrong with that. If you love dancing, it doesn't have to be at bars. You could be more creative. You no, I mean, that, yeah, clubs, basically not a bar, right. You know, the idea is that when you meet someone, if you have to have alcohol or drugs in you to talk to someone or feel good about yourself, that's not a great place to meet anybody either. Oh, you just hit it right on the spot. So, again, you got to check yourself, I guess, right? <laughs> it's always about checking yourself. It's never about anybody else. It's never about blaming anybody else for mm. your problems. If you do that, and a majority of the people do that in the world, that's why they can't find the answers, because they're busy blaming somebody else for the choices that they made, which means they'll never find a way to a healthy relationship until they stop blaming others, forgive others, and look into ways to becoming a more spirited, a spiritual person. That's the only way that's going to work, or else we're going to keep making circles over and over and over again in the wrong places and in the wrong direction. Well, you said it. Well, we're going to take a, a short break, and when we come back, we're going to try to focus on one area at a time. We're going to focus on single, you know, what some of the tips that they can start doing, and people who are in relationship and having some difficulties in their current relationship, how they can jazz up their life and how they can jazz up their relationship and how can they bring the romance back in and what some of the things that, you know, possibly they can try to see if it works. What do you think about that? Would that work? Sounds like fun. We'll be able to cover that in three or four minutes' time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but it will be a nice try. Let's take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll try to cover one thing, and we'll see how much uh, how much we can take care of one area at a time, right? Stay Great. tuned. My friends, welcome back. This is Coach Ria. You are listening to your Life Now show. And with me here in the studio, Bruce Starr, also known as the Love Coach. Thanks for being here, Bruce. What a great conversation. Love. We're we all need fun. love, we're right? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Well, we, we said we're going to try to focus on one area at a time because, you know, let's, let's face it, relationships, you know, are complicated, and uh, some of them are easy to come but easy to go, and some of them hard to come because we're not looking in the right place or we're not checking ourselves. 
and uh, yeah, there's so much to 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 try to you know to talk about when it comes to relationship. It's it, like you said, we can't really try to cover everything in 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 the time frame that we have. But let's start with the single people out there, okay? And let's say let's let's again, you know, I just want to put the number out. I always you know um, like to give you guys the numbers, make sure that you know you can call the show if you have any questions. I see people in the switchboard, but they in the listen mode. If you are if you do have a question, you make sure that you raise your hand so I can see you. Um, otherwise, I'm going to leave you on mute if you are just calling to listen. The number to call in is 626-213-5773, and Skype callers are welcome. I have the chat room open. Thank you for being there. So, um, so Bruce, any advice to the single people out there? Well, we started talking about it earlier. Don't look in the wrong places. Don't look for people that, you know, it's like the masses go to bars and clubs and gyms and things like that. You have to be a little more creative than that. You have to figure out what your true interests are and then ask yourself, where would someone be who has these similar interests? Uh, This one's an easy one. Let's say you like to read. You know, I know library is not a great place to meet someone, but it's, it's an interesting place to go and see other people who are reading books. That's the kind of situation that you need. You need to take time to think about what you what your interests are and how would your mate be when you meet him. Take a piece mm. of paper after you listen to the show. Write down as many details as possible of what your mate would look like, smell like, mm-hmm. sound like, what what would his physically appear like. How do you want to be treated? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Everything about that relationship, if everybody were to leave you alone, what would you write down about that relationship? And then when you meet people and you talk to them for a few minutes and they don't resemble anything that you have on your list, kindly and sweetly move on and say it was nice talking to you. Don't waste your time. But you need to know exactly the direction that you want to go leaving open, of course, to some changes that, you know, the universe brings along the way. And you need to give yourself positive messages. You need to say to yourself, I'm a wonderful person who deserves loving relationships, who deserves loving friends. You know, some people discount the value of friends, Rhea. And to me, when I was younger, I met so many people through my friends. And if you're a wonderful friend, a sexy friend, a great-looking friend, a funny friend, to a lot of people. I'm raising my hand. (laughs) Good, good. When they meet someone or when they come across someone who's looking for someone, who are they going to suggest? You. So you need to have an army. You got to, sometimes when you're single, and, and especially if you are single and your friends are not, you almost feel like your friends feel like they have to fix you up with somebody. And then, you know, if if they are your real friends, obviously they know, you know, they know a lot about you. They know what you like or whatever. Um, but some, let's face it, I mean, I know, like, I, I've been through, you know, a period of my time where my friends, they even, like, went to the, to the, to, uh, the extreme and put me on uh, uh, Match.com and took one of my pictures without me to, you know, like, of course I was serious. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm like, and I'm getting all these hits, you know, and I'm like, who the hell are these people? So I was like, you know, so it, it was, but you know what? They had, a, they had a good in their heart what they were trying to do, but you know, I mean, obviously they, uh, 
um, they know better. You know, you but Raya, you know, Raya, yeah, but we you have to, we have to, we have to let them. We have to let them try. That's right. But, but, but you know what? I want to bring back a point that you said, and I just wanted to mention to also to the listeners. This show will be archived and it will be also available on iTunes for a free download in the podcast section. So you can re-listen to it and then take some of these tips. But you said something that is really, really a key here in trying to find your mate or someone that you will feel compatible with. You said whatever it is that you enjoy doing yourself, like you said, go into the library. So if you like to read, go to the library because obviously that's a place that you're going to find somebody who likes similar things. Or yes, go if to you like to, Exactly. Whatever it is that your passion is, whatever it is that you like to do, I mean, you can find somebody in, in, in the places that you would never thought about it, but if you follow your heart, and follow exactly what you just said. Whatever it is that you like, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who like what you like, too. So go to those of places. Course. Of course. Of course. And you know, I'm going to say two things here just to throw them in really quickly. One is that don't discount the friends. You don't have to go to dinner and spend a whole night on a date with these people. If they struck out once and maybe they struck out a second time, don't give up on them. Just meet someone for coffee. Don't don't invest too much time in meeting them. And you know what? Then once you go out with, you spend 10, 15, 20 minutes with them, if you want to stay with them, they want to stay with you, they will. If you want to go home, you can go home. But don't discount the goodness and the smartness of your friends to introduce you to people. Because like I said, we all have vast armies of people out there that are waiting and willing to help us if we just let them know that we're open to their friends, meeting their friends. And the other very, very, very important thing is if you're looking for a quality relationship, you have to go where quality people are. And where do quality people go? They volunteer. They find something very, very important near and dear to their heart, whether it's telethons, whether it's joining local groups to improve your community, whatever it is. You want to find people who are wonderful people who you'd never be able to meet uh, elsewhere volunteer, you meet CEOs, you meet the most interesting and and accomplished people uh, in those volunteer groups. So those are some really good ideas for people who are single. Wow, those are great ideas, actually, you know, but... uh but you know, I, I think you know. Again, uh, be open-minded, and and I think I had an encounter with with a friend who actually got really mad at me because I was trying to open her to you know. If you had a past hurt, you know, and and uh, you start to label everybody being the same, it you know, and 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 that was like the reason that she you know we had a little you know disagreement because I was trying to explain to my friend that you know, not all your fingers are the same, so there's still good people out there and you can still meet the right person and uh um and and, and obviously you know like if we stay at home we're not going to meet anybody nothing's um, going to happen at home right right and uh so you know it's kind of like a touchy kind of situation for some people and and some people might take it in the wrong way and that's exactly what happened with my friend and uh but i really all i wanted to do is just try to have the friend open their mind to, to see if there is, you know, um, a chance to just meet somebody, like you said, for coffee. I mean, the 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 worst scenario, you come out knowing a, a new person. You know, what's wrong with that, right? So that's, I've that's been right. there. I actually went on on one of those dates that my friend set me up one once in in my life, 
and it, it wasn't what I turned out to be that I wanted. But now, you know, we are friends. So it's not like, you know, it was a bad thing, but we didn't have anything in common. So, hey, you know, it doesn't mean that I, uh, you know, I lost anything. Um, so, you know, I, I think something. What's that? It's not about giving up, and you have to be willing to keep trying. I wouldn't, some of the things that people are doing right now, which is going on five or ten dates a week from these uh, singles clubs or these matchmaking uh, internet uh, clubs, I think they're doing themselves a disservice by going on so many dates. Because I've got to tell you, I have a theory, and it's called the pie theory. And I've only shared this with some of my deepest friends. The pie theory is this. When we are younger, and I talked about this much earlier, when we're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and we have our first love, we come with what I call a full pie. Think of it apple, cherry, cheese, whatever you want to think of it as, but we come with a full pie. And every time someone breaks our heart or disappoints us or does something that hurts us, a piece of that pie goes away. And if we meet too many people, if we go dating every day or twice a day, and no doubt that most, every one of those people are probably going to disappoint us, the pie gets smaller and smaller and smaller that we bring to the table for the next person. So instead of, and some of your listeners are not going to like this, instead of going out on hundreds of dates, don't do it. Start slowing up. Start doing things from an inner point of view. Start doing the kind of things. Go to meditation classes. Go to yoga. yoga. <laughs> Another incredible way to meet people that are on a spiritual path that are at least trying to make their lives better and are looking to make somebody else's lives better as well. So don't go on 100 dates a month because you think it's the right thing to do. Pull back from that and just wait for one or two people that seem really terrific and go out with them, see what happens. That's a that's a good good uh, point that you made, um, you know, because we, we're not talking one extreme to another, you know, sitting at home and hoping Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright is going to come knocking on your door or whatever your, you know, sexual or, you know, preferences are. But, you know, that right person or the right partner come along, you know. But the thing is, you know, you don't want to put out yourself out there to be vulnerable either because the and, – and, and expectation. I mean, let's face it, most people – uh, high have so much expectation, and that leads to a lot of disappointment. So well, don't so, go it, to it, a it, place that's expecting right. to meet the right that right person because obviously you're going to disappoint yourself. That might not happen. Yes, I mean, once you get on a, a, a clearer path about what life is, you don't look at each and every person as your potential savior. They don't belong being your potential saviors. They are just people just like you and I who are looking to meet another nice and kind person. So it's not about looking to meet someone and getting very disappointed when they don't turn out to be who they say they are the, the first or second time you meet them. Don't invest so much in another person taking us away from our pain or anxiety or depression. That's not what relationships are about. You want to come with your best foot forward, your most positive foot forward, and the law of attraction says that once you are a positive lightning bolt, you're going to attract other 
positive lightning bolts. But as long as you but go, you know, it's not that easy. Looking. Unfortunately, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You know, but I mean, I know people. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like it's so easy to do all these things. It takes practice, and I, you know, I've been there, and I know you have been there a lot longer than I have. You know, being single. But the thing is, you know, it, it don't be hard on yourself too. You know, and, exactly. and, and take it one step at a time. I mean, you know, yes, I mean, of course, you're going to attract what you put in out there. There is no doubt about that. About that. I'm totally 100% a believer with that, of that. So, you know, just think about what are you telling yourself? What are you thinking? What are you, what are you, what are you attracting? Like the, the point about, you know, you said write down what you're looking for in a relationship or in that partner. That is really, really important. Really important because then you get to know yourself better too. Because I think when you look at that list that you made and you look at it again, and you're probably going to cross some of them off or you're going to, you know, put new ones in or whatever, you know, you're going to edit it. But when you put it concrete Absolutely. on, I'm, I'm big on writing and I encourage all my clients to write and I do it myself. When you look at things on paper, you give it another power too, you know, you, you basically commanding these things to be in your life because now you're validating, right? Like in your professional, I come from a corporate background. Everything has to be trailed back to some email or some memos or whatever. And if you don't have it written down, my client will say, well, you never told me that. Well, here it is, Mr. Client, or here it is, Mr., you know, uh, whatever. You know, when you have it in writing, you validate what it is that you want. I think, you know, from, uh, you know. And you draw it closer to you. You draw it closer and closer to you when you write yeah. these things down. And it can change with you as you grow and learn. Exactly. You can cross things out that you've, oh, that you've grown past, and you can add new things that will make your relationship even better than you thought it could be six months ago or a year ago. Very good, yes. Well, you know, I'm going to share a personal thing with you, and, and that, that really blows my mind, and I've never been a believer until I actually saw that myself. And I was on a, on a journey, a self-discovery for, like, I want to say about six years, seven years ago. And uh, I had written, oh, my God, I was writing and writing and writing, and the more I write, the more I want to write. And I can probably put about four books together and still going to be doing that. But anyway, uh, to make a long story short, I had written a letter. Um, and I put it away. And in that letter, I put exactly, exactly what I wanted to see happen in my relationship. And I was going through some rough, you know, uh, waves in my personal relationship, in my marriage. And uh, literally, to the to the teeth, I found that letter probably, I want to say, about a year ago. I had, I had forgotten about it. I truly, honestly, I had forgotten that I had put it away, stashed it somewhere or whatever. And when I was reading, I started crying. And you know why I was trying to, I was crying? Because everything, everything that I have written in that letter came and manifested in my life. Very powerful and message. This is not a joke. Very, very powerful. powerful. Very powerful practice. So I'm, I'm truly, 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 and I always say, I, I never say anything or mention anything on, on this show or in my practice that I don't think I personally, you know, if I, if I don't, you know, relate to myself, I, I have no right, you know. So, I mean, from a personal experience, this is something very, very powerful practice. And, and I know from your experience working with other people and in your personal life, you can validate that, right? Absolutely. That's the, one of the most important things you could do. If people that have watched The Secret, 
the DVD, The Secret, they know all about a fellow who uh, uh, made this whole, put this whole letter together, put pictures together of where he wanted to live, and he found it in this box that he was unpacking when he moved, and he ended up buying the exact house that he oh, put yeah. up on the old uh, John that he wanted I, I think that was John Astor. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it right. works. We just have to believe that some of these things that you can't touch and feel and smell. But you've got to work you know, at little, it. I mean, you have to emphasize yeah. that. You can't sit down and wish that the universe is going to attract things to you. You've got to work at it. You've got to make some action steps toward that goal that you want to achieve. But, you know, the law of attraction does work, whether you, you, you are, you know, aware of it or not. I'm actually, my, my next week guest is, is Michael Loser. Loser, I can't even say his last name right. He's the author of uh, um, uh, The Law of Attraction, the first book, and, and uh, um, he, he tells you, you can't, you can't just sit and wish for things, and you can't just affirm things if you don't believe them. So affirmation, That's most of the time, feeling, you know, are important. Yeah, I be, What's that? The feeling has to be behind it for it to work. Absolutely. Because if, if it's Absolutely. not behind it, you will neutralize it by the negative energy saying, oh, it's not going to work. I don't deserve it. It's not going to happen. Because you don't happen. believe it. And I, yes, you have to believe it. You can't just think it. You have to believe it. And, Rhea, that's why people need relationship coaches like you and I, because they can't necessarily do it themselves. You know, you right. work for a corporation. I worked in corporations for some of my life. What did they do when they needed help? They hired outside consultants. They weren't too Absolutely. proud. They didn't say to themselves, oh, this is not valuable enough. We don't know what we're doing, but it's not valuable enough to bring in an expert. It should be the same thing with relationships. You offer, I'm sure, one-on-one relationships with people. That's what you do. I offer one-on-one relationships with people who want to get clear and who want to move past all the blockages that they've built for themselves. They need coaches and consultants to help them. And that's why people like you and I and all the other coaches that are out there are going to become more and more important as time goes on. Well, this is—I mean—the way I look at it. We're not trying to sell ourselves on the show. I don't—I don't—I never really do that. Um, but what I'm trying to say, it's okay to get help and the right help because when you hire somebody who's professional like yourself or I, it's basically—you know—it's someone who's going to be like your right-handed, somebody who's like your advisor. Our president has an advisor. You know, people like you said incorporate—you know—the world. I do strategic work as well. You know, with my business, <clears throat> with some of my business clients as well. You know, try to help them build their business. And, and, and so on and so forth. But the thing is, when you recognize, I think the most important things, whether you hire me or hire you or hire any professional um, uh, 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 coach or somebody, an advisor that can help you in your life, when you recognize that there is something you need to work on in your life, you are halfway through getting what you want. Because that awareness, bringing that awareness is like, oh, my God, I cannot figure this out on my my own. And I have to tell you, I got help. I still work with, with people that help me, and we help each other. So it's, it's, it's having somebody as your right shoulder, as your right hand person to go to. Um, so that's, you know, you know, like I said, we're not here to sell ourselves on the show, but we're really here to just kind of provide, you know, enough information. But I think awareness is the key. I always talk about it on the show. Bring your awareness to the present moment. See what's going on in your life and what can you do to improve on your life. And can you get some help? And the help is always out there. 
you know, so reach out. I mean, it really it's it's really not that difficult. I you know, I I think it's really a key uh to recognize. So we have almost 15 minutes into the show. So I know some of the things that you share with me as far as questions that you might think, you know, our listeners might be interested in. Um can people in their 40s, 50s and even in their 60s start a new relationship that can work? Absolutely. I mean, age is not an issue unless you, the person, thinks it's an issue. But the idea is is that as we get older, what should be important in our relationship changes. Now, what's important to a teenager is not going to be so, or hopefully won't be as important to someone in their 40s and their 50s. What's important to someone to be in a relationship when you're in your 20s? You look good. You take the quarterback of the football team, the basket, the captain of the basketball team, you know, to make you look good. Hopefully that we mature enough as time goes on and as we grow, maybe through painful relationships with those kinds of people, that we have to recognize that we need to bring the energy level up. You know, the people have talked about the word chakras, and there's supposedly seven energy levels. And when there's lower ones that have to do with sexuality and sensuality, and then there's higher ones uh, that uh, up by the heart and by what they call the third eye, where you need to raise your level of vibration. And as you get older, what's important to you should also change and become more mature. If we have 40 and 50-year-olds going to bars and clubs looking to pick up chicks and guys, those people have never learned, and they're going to be in a lot of pain as they get even older. Mm-hmm. As long as we realize that relationships take on different shapes and forms as we get older, there's no reason why we couldn't get into new relationships, whether we're 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 even, as long as we don't hold on to the same things that were important to us when we were teenagers or early 20s. You know, age is really practically a number, and some people, they never mature, unfortunately, <laughs> at any age. So, you know, like, you know, I mean, I, I can't relate to, you know, all of that, but as far as, you know, like all the numbers. But the thing is, you know, you have to realize, you know, like, where is your maturity level at any age? You know, obviously, when I was 16, 17 years old, and my heart was broken because it was my first love, and I thought I was never going to love again. Your maturity wasn't there. It wasn't you were not developed. You didn't know anything about love. What is love? You know, you didn't know, right? So, you know, you get into your 20s in college. I was like, you know, some bump bump. I didn't want to, I had like no interest until actually I met my husband. I met my husband when I was in college. So it was, you know, it was like one of those friend kind of, and then we end up being, you know, um, um, a lover. And that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, like, Transforming, transforming. You said in your book, you said um, transforming back from a player to a lover. What do you mean by that? Well, players are people that have closed hearts. Their hearts have been broken, and it goes back to what we said much earlier in the show. They're social animals. They're social beings, and they still want to socialize. So, a player is someone who plays someone else to get what they want. It has nothing to do with intimacy or kindness or love. And the deeper that they get into playing, the more people that they play, the more guilt that they feel and the worse they feel about relationships and then learn to have absolutely no trust for relationships or people from the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever they're into, because 
That's the way they're approaching relationships. So you're, you're, you're defeating your own best interests by approaching relationships and being a game player. It gets so addictive, though. And people, especially in the 90s, remember when like AOL and all those uh, mm-hmm. people got online and they were falling in love. Somebody in Seattle was falling in love with someone in Dallas and someone in, in Tallahassee fell in love with someone in Maine and they were sure that this person I read the story was, that you put in the book about the lady who, who found somebody online and then she went um, to meet them and she got her heart <laughs> broken. That was a really interesting. So I do recommend people actually go and, and get the book and, and, and read it. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's a real life story, which is kind of real cool. Yeah, it, it's the it's the conversations that I had with people online as they told me about their lives that helped me to understand how typical it is for people to have closed their hearts and are just looking for the best deal. Let me tell your listeners how they can watch out for game players. And again, so <laughs> many people are game players. So mm-hmm. many people, it's, they've taken over, instead of being the odd person, so many body traders and game players out there. But here is how to recognize a body trader or a game player. Because they're in it intellectually for the challenges. They will either try to sell themselves how terrific they are when you okay. first meet them, or they're going to sell to you how great you are. And they're going to take a little bit of time to recognize whether they need to build themselves up in your eyes or whether they need to build you up so that you become dependent on them for compliments and for nice things. Because someone that doesn't give themselves compliments, someone that doesn't love themselves, doesn't, someone that doesn't say nice things to them, they look for other strangers to do this. Can other strangers know that they need this? and they manipulate them, and this is how people continue time and time again to get their hearts broken because they're looking for someone else to fill them with something that they won't fill themselves, which is self-love. Yeah, you hit it right on the, on the, on the money. I mean, you, 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 you are amazing, actually. I'm, I'm so glad we, we're doing this conversation because those are real stories. These are real things that is happening that we all can take something from to learn from I hope and 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 to recognize those players because they're all over the place but the problem I they're feel sorry for the these place, people yeah. Bruce you know what because they missing so much in their life themselves they ask and actually they need help they really do need help of and that that's why they become players I'm not giving them excuse because you know I I I really truly believe the good and all first, and then somewhere around, you know, we 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 turned wrong, <laughs> we made the wrong turn, and then we found ourselves like, whoops, you know, and and uh, they become who they are because of you know the environment, because of whatever's going on in their life and whatever drama that had sucked them to be the 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 person that they become to be, unfortunately, and uh, um, so recognize those symptoms. If yes, I, I always, I, I'm not if, judging them. Rhea, no, I'm not, no, absolutely I'm not no. I mean, we know. I know you don't. I know you're not. I'm I just know saying, not. stay clear. If you want to be in a loving relationship based on higher consciousness and spirit, higher spirited values, stay clear of someone who is so obviously a game player that they'd walk up to you and tell you, "Hey, would you like to take a walk outside and see my Bentley?" And then we can drive to Beverly Hills. You know, that's obviously someone selling themselves and trying to impress you. And the poor people 
that that accept that and how they don't think to themselves there's something wrong with this. I hope that by listening to this show, whether they're listening right now or listening months from now, I hope that they'll question themselves when they get approached by a game player who is trying to win them over the first minute they meet them by what they own, their power, their resources, their job. I mean, I just hope that they learn from this. And I want to give the same offer again, Rhea, that I gave in the beginning of the show. If anyone, I want this message out more than anything, and I'm willing to do anything to get this message out, that we need to return to love. Marianne Williamson has a book out called Return to Love. The world depends on it. And I want to, if people want to read my book, the first ten people that contact me at L-U-V, C-O-A-C-H at AOL.com, Love Coach, L-U-V, C-O-A-C-H at AOL.com. I will send the first ten people a book absolutely free, and I'll do it by the end of the day today. It's an e-book. Well, you are it's so an wonderful. e-book, not a physical book. Yeah. No, that's something that you can download right away and, and, and yes. have right there to read. It's it's, it's a great yes. thing. Um, you know, it, it, that's, I mean, you know, the conversation, it, it can get really uh, steep and, and, and uh, a little uh, personal with some people. Um, it, you know, but some people want to be played, though. You know, I mean, those people, you can't just tell them, oh, well, you really need to be, you know. If, if that's your choice, that's the beauty about life. It's full of choices. Make the choice that works for you. If this is what you want, you want somebody to play you, and you want to just be riding in the Bentley and, and, and going to somebody's, you know, and, and God knows what can happen to you and taking that chance, then that's your choice. But you have to bring your awareness to what is it going on. And and I think, you know, we live in a, in a world of, 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 you know, unfortunately there's so much, especially at the younger even now, people are older people. They get into drugs and alcohol and all this stuff. They, they're not conscious of what's going on, and especially when it comes to the dating scene and, and people wake up, and you don't want to wake up and they're like, what the heck did I do? You yeah. know, I mean, that, that's the worst thing you can do for yourself. So, I mean, you know, but then let's shift a little bit. I mean, we have a, only a few minutes left, but we, whatever we have time to, you know, uh, I, I, I don't mind going for a few over even if we, uh, I can't even extend it now extend the time, but um, if we go over the show and people cannot hear us live anymore, the show will be archived, so if we go past the hour that I had scheduled, don't worry, you can re-listen to the rest of the show. we got five minutes, so let's try to talk about um, um, people in relationships, and they have rocky relationships, and I think the message, it's really not much different. I think you need to figure out exactly what you want as a person and who you are um, to be in that relationship before you look for the other person to complete you. That's my personal and, and my professional, you know, the way I work at it. But give me your your feedback on that. Yes, imagine if two people just feel great about themselves and they're just happy and they're happy with their lives. They're happy producing what they're producing in the world. They don't need so much from other people to feel good and to feel happy in their lives because they are doing it for themselves. And it's not about being alone and doing things by ourselves and be isolated, but the more we can feed ourselves, the less we will depend on other people to make us feel good. And when you feel real good about yourself, 
then you can marry someone who might not be the best conversationalist because you have 10 or 20 friends who you can talk to and you can go to book clubs and go to library and talk to people. You don't need your, your husband to be everything. And, and, and I keep hearing about that. When people say, oh, my husband doesn't talk and he doesn't want to socialize. Give him a break. Let him be who he wants to be. Pick your spots when, you, when, when it's important to go out together. Let him be, and you go out with your friends and have a good time. And don't expect so much from each other, especially if, they don't, if they're missing certain things, certain personality traits. Don't beat them up for it. Just recognize it. Be okay with it. And find some other friends to, to fill in those empty spaces. That's true. Very well said. Very, very well said. And then, you know, we get to the other part of, um, you know, we all have some of those friends who get in the wrong relationship because they don't want to be alone. Um, and uh, it, it, it might not be the perfect relationship. You know, I mean, I don't think there's anything as a such a 100% perfect relationship. We all have to work at it. But if you, if neither party is willing to work on a relationship but you stay in that toxic relationship, just in the sake of whatever, whether kids involved or 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 um, you don't you're afraid to be alone or you think you're at an age where you know it's going to be hard to go out there and find somebody, so you stay in that toxic relationship so you can um, for a status purpose or whatever it is. What do you tell those people? You know they're gonna they're gonna it's it's gonna be painful. They're gonna mm-hmm. be in lives of pain, and they might not even realize that relationships and lives can be nice. They can be great. They can be light. They can be cheery. But if they don't believe that, maybe they saw their parents beating each other up and yelling at each other and hating each other, and so they think that's the way relationships have been. There's so much of what we've been dealt, what we were born with, and just because we're born with it, that doesn't mean we have to live with it the rest of our lives. What I've come to find out is what you're born with you either can build upon to make your life even better or separate it, look at it, don't blame, forgive, leave it behind, and build new skills without those things that are holding you back. I mean, we're not, we're not, we, we aren't just born here to take a beating and, and then say, woe is me, uh, I could never make this happen, this is, I'm not a good person. That's not it at all. It's taking what we've been born with taking what we have and building good upon it and minimizing the negatives. Very well said. And uh, we are a minute shy from a live on the air. Um, again, I just wanted to uh, um, give out uh, Bruce's information. Bruce had offered to give the first 10 people who reach him on his email at lovecoach, that's L-U-V, coach, C-O-A, ch at aol.com he is willing to give you his um book body traders um for free and uh um all you have to do is just say that you had heard him on my show your live now show um where uh, announced that free uh, promotion i really do thank you for being here bruce what an awesome i mean we can continue on for for a long time you know that and i really enjoy quickly ray Maybe uh-huh. we'll do something together sometime with a seminar. You and I getting together, and I'll come to New Jersey, and we can we can do seminars for people. And so just have them. They can email me and say, "Hey, please put me on your mailing list," and then I'll send them information about wherever I'm speaking around the country. 
That will be great. And, and, you know, we talked about putting something together, you know, you and I, and um, I know we will. Um, but, uh, Bruce, y- great information. I mean, it comes from you with all these, you know, uh, conversation that you had. You you said the truth. I mean, it's it's out there. I mean, we all can relate to some of the stuff that you had mentioned, and I think it's, you know, bringing the awareness, bringing that self-love out first, self-love first. You cannot love anybody if you don't love yourself first, and you cannot be good to anybody if you're not good to yourself. So those are things that I would give out to my listeners, and what would you give out before we go off the air here? Well, it can't get any better than that. The book, but like you something know, to take. <laughs> be, be willing to reach out and have people help you. Call uh, Rhea. Call okay. me. And let us help you. Let us save you years of anguish and frustration. Let us give you, let us help you give you the life that you're looking for. I know we can, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Reach out and, and, and ask for help if you need help. And, and be blessed. Be amazing. Much love to all. And thank you again, Bruce. You are a great, great, great guest. Much love to you as well. Thank you, Thank you, you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Bye-bye.